Welcome to the World Football Summit podcast, the show for football industry leaders who want to stay ahead of the game. We bring you the latest insights, trends, and stories from the experts driving innovation and progress in sports business worldwide. Join us as we dive deep into the ideas and initiatives transforming the world of football. From sustainability and innovation to player development, fan engagement, and everything in between. Our goal is to unite the global football industry and drive positive change and progress. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the World Football Summit podcast. I'm your host, Jaime, CMO at World Football Summit. In today's episode, we're thrilled to feature yet another inspiring female leader in football, Agustina De Giovanni. As the Director of Mental Performance and Culture at MLS Club DC United, Agustina is a mental performance coach specializing in football slash soccer. Our engaging conversation covers the importance of mental training in optimizing performance. Mindsets, frameworks, and techniques to effectively incorporate mental training into the overall training regime. Agustina's unique method and her work with athletes and teams. Finally, valuable advice for aspiring female leaders in the industry. This is a topic I'm passionate about, and I'm sure you'll find nuggets of wisdom that you can apply in your everyday life. By the way, Agustina is confirmed to speak at WFS Europe, taking place in Sevilla on September 20th and 21st. Will you join us? We've launched a special ticket for female leaders in sports, offering access to exclusive workshop with industry leaders, unique discounts, and much more. If you're ready to take the next step in your sports industry career, don't miss this opportunity. Visit www.worldfootballsummit.com to submit your request. That's www.worldfootballsummit.com. Now, sit back and enjoy our conversation with Agustina De Giovanni from DC United. Well, Agustina, um, welcome to the World Football Summit podcast. I think we're going to have a very interesting conversation today and one that I've been looking forward to ever since I saw you on the live stage of World Football Summit Europe. And I'm thrilled that, we'll, that we finally managed to make this happen. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I We've been talking so much since, since before the summit last year. Um, and I, like you said, there are so many things to talk about that I don't think the time will be enough, but we can keep continue talking and then see each other in this summit if we can. From the get-go, I think, yeah, we're going to have yeah. to do several rounds of, of this episode. <laughs> we like to and, talk. We like to yeah. talk, Jaime. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> anyway, Agustina, before going into the many things we're going to talk about today, I was wondering if you can introduce yourself to the audience. Mm-hmm. Um and also help us understand, why is it that you do what you do? Hmm. Well, my name is Agustina Di Giovanni. Um, I'm from Argentina. I used to be um, a swimmer. I went to two Olympics. Uh, um, I'm a World Cup champion in 200 breaststroke. Breaststroke was my specialty. And, and throughout the years, um, I spent almost 20 years in, in swimming. And then I became a mental coach after... A long journey and, and studying and now I dedicate my life into this into mental training into mental conditioning uh, and mental performance and why do this um, I have to answer what I truly love to do or like to do every day is to serve the players you know to to improve their performance to to reach their goals every every and each one of us have our own goals. And I think I try to help them uh, improve their quality of life by just discovering that all the answers that they're looking for, they actually have it. And sometimes it's just training the way to find them um, within ourselves. It sounds like uh, very, like philosophically, like we say in, in Argentina, but it actually is, is what I feel, is why I do what I do. And, and there are certain things that we can get done to actually find that we usually look for the answers outside and and 
actually we have an inside the same way we train our body we can train ways where we can find that answer yeah i'm not a footballer <laughs> but i'm a big fan of mental training i think it's something that everyone uh, can benefit from um, and and really looking forward to this conversation as we said before no and i want to start the conversation with a quote from dr michael gervais Hmm. Um, which I believe is going to frame well what we're going to discuss today. And the quote says, mm -hmm. the mind is the last frontier of performance. What are your thoughts on that quote? It's funny because um, we talk a lot about with our colleagues sometimes, you know, why is the first, what is the last, you know, and some people say, no, it's the first because it's the most important, but the last... And I think um, we can we can find out the context on why he said that. But I think each person has their own thoughts, and if we understand in a way where I think how society has been training, right? Okay, we train first uh, the body, and then we try to get better in tactical, technical, and then we get, we get to sleep better and get to eat better, right? And then the most important thing today, I mean, always, but today it's been it's becoming a thing which is becoming more important, which is the mind. And that's why I think my, some people might put it the last frontier, but I think without that, you cannot actually pass through and, and have actually the best performance that you can have, right? Some people say, that's oh, the first one. And, and sometimes I tell them it doesn't matter the order, as long as you have it, you know, as long as you try to train in and become the best version of yourself every day, I mean, I think it's fine as long as uh, you want to understand the importance of not only mental performance, but mental health and the, and the taking care of our health in, in the mental side. I think uh, you will be fine. One will be fine. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of simple multiplying equation in math. No, it doesn't matter uh, where, when you put the numbers. As long as, it, you know, you have them, uh, you're going right. to get the end result. No? Right. Because I think sometimes... We are trying to, and I blame myself and in getting into that sometimes, I want to be right. And I want to tell you it's the first place, the last place. And sometimes one feels like it has the last word where I want to tell you the order. And I think actually understanding that, again, my order might be one and your order, Jaime, might be different, but it still works and it's still, it's still good. And it, it, it's not better or worse. As long as we understand the basics of what we need, then I think it's healthy. It's fine. It's, it's, it, we find the balance, which is the hardest part, right? Yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's a personal decision and you, it's like any training regime at any discipline. No, you have to find the way it works for you. No, totally. and in that regard, I'm going to ask you this question and I'm feeling it could be a broad question, but anyway, let me know if that's the case, which is how do athletes and teams include mental training in their overall training program in in the case of athletes is it a, an individual decision mm -hmm. or is it a club-based decision good question and also you're you're right it's broad but if we're going case by case i do work with one-on-one -on -one players that actually call me saying i want to uh, work on my mental side or my mental performance and it's a um, the player decision And also you can work with team where it's a decision either from the head coach or sometimes, which is most important, it is a decision by the organization, by either the president, the CEO, the owner, depending on which country they're calling you from. Um, it can be reached out from any ends. Um, what sometimes it might be um, more complicated ones maybe someone sent a player that doesn't want to go and that's that's a totally different scenario that the player maybe doesn't believe it yet or maybe he doesn't want to you know nothing that is being pushed is going to have real results right so going back to who decides who uh, or what the player can decide to start training and sometimes it's both things the team and the player wants to wants to train then that's even easier for their um, improvement after the training, right? Mm -hmm. So it goes really back to um, the mindset that each one has, no? Totally. In a way. Totally. In a way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also the education, or, or not, not good or bad, but the conception um, on the context and the culture that we are coming from 
and um, yeah, the concept that we have about mental training, about maybe the misconceptions that one can have, and that could be a barrier to to get to the training easier or faster or not. Yeah, that's actually an important point, the context and, and also how every person really um, looks or perceives at mental training techniques. Um, and we're going to get into that misconception piece a little bit later. But before that, um, what, if you can specify, mm-hmm. what are some of the most effective mental training techniques or routines that either you have used yourself in your work with football teams and players or that you have mm-hmm. seen overall in the industry? Before the techniques, um, again, I think all my methodology is to work case by case, one by one, because I do believe that we are all different. So it's like the um, uh, the foundation, right? We need to like um, even have the foundation where we are all talking about the same concepts, the same um, goals, we understand each other. So that takes a couple of sessions. And then once, let's say, everyone said, tell me something that I can apply today, you know, and before all the, the, the concepts that I should explain, I tell them, okay, just try to have one goal, you know, go to practice, not three. Sometimes people say three, which is, which I agree too, but let's, let's do it really, really easy today, this afternoon. No, 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 this morning, whenever you listen to, you're listening to this, just have one personal goal because we used to go to training and then the coach tells you what, what he wants to do, which is great. That's what he's the head coach is there for. And then your, um, your coach in the gym tells you what to do, which is perfect because that's his job. So we're used to telling people what to do. And that's one part of the mental training, becoming aware of what you want, not because you're going to go against your coaches, but also because you're going to add value to that training by understanding what you need and what you would like to get better at, right? So understanding that when you do that, you, you, you have a goal, you go try to do it because then you're going to discover another thing that we have mental training. Hey, we're training three hours and then I forgot. And then I remembered again. And then I forgot again. And then, then something happened. I got upset to my teammate and then a coach told me something and then life itself happens. And that's part of the focus that we also train as one of those skills. So it's as simple as trying to, to reach a goal in the training. And then the, my coaches or my players text me back and said, hey, I did it. I didn't do it. It was really hard. We need to do this in the next session. Um, and then something as simple as that can become something really valuable for our training. That's an easy uh, thing to do during training. And also, for example, during a competition, it's really important to just have three basics um, concept which we call the BFS instead of BFF. It's easy to remember. Body language, focus, and self-talk. Right? How's your body language when you get into the field? How's your body language get into the warm-up? What are you communicating to the others by that? We are not aware sometimes that, like we said, we are the message that we want to say sometimes. You know, it's only seven percent of what you said, but how we say it, how the body language is used, how is your the other team perceiving yourself, right? It's really important how you tell your mind, how you're feeling, even though you're tired. Remember, this is a game of 90 plus minutes. It's a long time. I used to swim for a minute. It was really hard for two minutes. These guys are playing, if you're talking about football, for 90 plus minutes. So we need to tell the body how to behave before that the body's telling you how you feel. Because you know what, Jaime? You're going to feel tired. So that's how we train. And then the focus we train every day also uh, when we train together to try to say, okay, this is what I'm here for. This is what the coach told me. Just try to do the repetition, right? It's nine times per minute, nor one time, 90 minutes, right? We have 90 chances to get better. Same thing with the self-talk. You are the result. What are you telling yourself? Oh, I just missed that goal. Oh, I just missed that thing. Or oh, I could have done it better. If you're telling yourself that, then... How do you want to get better, right? You have to be like your own partner. You have to, you are, the, you are listening to yourself your whole life, not only during the game. So it's really important to train your self-talk. Mm-hmm. I love that framework because <laughs> I think at the end of the day, simplicity in these kind of things um, is key. 
and also what you mentioned at the beginning, which is, uh, you know, take it one step at a time. Don't, let's say, I mean, obviously you have to have a grand objective in mind, but you have to take it one step at a time, which in a way, it kind of reminds me of the concept that uh, James Clear explains in his book, Atomic Habits. You no, know, you have to really oh. drill down there, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So at the end of the day, that's kind of like a, a good framework to think about. Take it one step at a time and have a really simple framework uh, to, to, to practice. So, so thank you for that. And you right. mentioned, mm-hmm. yeah, tell me, tell me. No, because I, I love that topic. So you have to stop stop me talking about it. Because if you try ahead, to, if you try, to, if you say that about that book and and how you, you have to take one step at a time and how we we will live in the process, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it the whole time. But um, again, if we are trying to help the player, like we said at the beginning, reach their potential, improve their quality of life, finding that you have your own answers, there is no other way to uh, find these answers by being in the present. Because again, we only play 90 minutes, right? 95, 100, maybe 20. Maybe we, I don't work only with the, the starters, right? I work with players. Sometimes we play 10 minutes for a whole month and sometimes we don't play the whole month. However, it's the way you are training, right? If we understand that the quality of your day is going to make the quality of your week and those weeks are going to become months and those months are going to become a year, then we are going to have a great year if I'm setting up every day for success of having a good day. Good day, Jaime, for success doesn't mean that I'm going to score every match. That's one of the um, struggles sometimes that we are trying to, not struggles, but really hard concepts where they tell you, wait, I I miss a a penalty. Like I had actually a 13-year-old last week where said, I miss like a penalty kick. my, My season is done. I'm over. You know, and it, and it's something that we have to educate our players where we live in a successful society, we live in a like result-oriented society where we need results, that that's it. So if we understand that it's a mistake and then we understand we are going to have more like harder, harder times than than good times, not becoming um how do you say comfortable with that, but taking it as a as an information, then it's easier to deal with that. So you, you know that one day, sometimes you, you, as long as you give 100%, you are okay. But sometimes your 100% from 1 to 10 is going to be an 8. And sometimes it's going to be a 4. And sometimes it's going to be a, a 1. I'm, I'm sure it happens to you, Jaime. But as long as you give you know 100%, then the way you live all the time, because... Our goal is to become an elite athlete. Our goal is to become an elite quality of person. If you become that, then there is no difference between the game and the practice, right? Of course, you're more excited than like, like 50, 20,000, whatever people like yelling at you or like um, cheering on you, right? Um, we are more nervous. We play local. We play in like a way. Of course, the context changes. But it's the mindset of consistency that it will take you to take to get to your results. Indeed. And that brings me to something that I think about often, which is sometimes you cannot control the outcome because there's so many factors. But what you can control is your effort and what you can bring to the table. And if your mindset is correct, and then, hey, I'm going to try to do as best as I can or improve either one thing at a time or today I'm going to focus on this. Um, that's really on you. Um, and then also to a, another point you were mentioning is um, about the quality of the day and how funny it is that, um, yeah, we played for 90 minutes, uh, but mm-hmm. I was speaking with uh, Dr. Mita Singh, which mm-hmm. I believe you know well, mm-hmm. and, and you you <laughs> had a fantastic panel in, in <laughs> World Football Summit Europe. It was Amazing. a fantastic panel. Amazing. And we interviewed her on the podcast and she was saying that, uh, you know, really what is the difference maker? is what you do off the field and that's going to make the difference on the field no so it's very interesting that you can apply this to mental training sleep nutrition everything no um you got it you got it Jaime, because you know um we all train we all train sort of as a we they all train because i don't train as hard as them anymore but they go to practice three four hours a day sort of some people some teams have monday off some people have wednesday off but sort of four or five days a week we all like uh eat sort of 
similar. Now we're understanding how important nutrition is. It's becoming understanding how much we sleep. So how are you going to make the difference? How are you going to differentiate from your opponent? How are you going to get your own goal? Because sometimes, usually, actually, it should be always, uh, the fight or the competition, it will be always against yourself, right? Fight in a, in a, in a good way, right? We are not fighting against it like ourselves, but this, this um, you know, every day and, and some, some of the players tell you it's a sometimes fight, it's a battle, it's, it's an effort to get out of bed because I'm really sore. And we understand. So that's every time that they overcome and they actually get out of bed, that's one win, right? Any Anything you're doing right off the field is, is what exactly like you're saying is what to, what's going to make the difference because otherwise we're all the same, right? And it's the quality of your life, also the quality, what you do in your home, with your kids, with your wife, with your husband, with your partner, with, with whomever you are uh, living with, understanding that... Um, there's a life also after the sports and during the day. I have a lot of fun. I also did the same. I will be thinking all the time about the sports, right? Okay, I have to sleep. I have to take a nap. And then I have to do this after uh, school, before school. I have to eat. So everything was I have to. I have to. Instead of I get to do it. You know, it's an opportunity to do it. I'm enjoying it, right? And understanding that it's a different, even though it's a only word. But it's a different how we understand it. And I tell you, I've been retired for 10 years and I still think I have to sleep. Oh my gosh, I have to measure, you know, my sleep. How did I do? Oh my God, I didn't drink enough water, which I understand is really important to me. But sometimes I still have that habit um, of, of, of being so strict instead of saying, okay, I'm, you know, I'm a human. I'm human. I couldn't sleep last night. I was stressed like everyone, you know, not being... Um, comfortable with not having the results but understanding we're also humans mm -hmm. exactly and um, you mentioned misconceptions before um mm. are there any common misconceptions that you see that need to be clarified well still we have that that either crazy people like in a in a wrong in a wrong way of using that word right or people that have issues come and see me or okay Something is wrong. Practice. Go to see Agus because this or that. So that brings uh, us, the mental coaches, in a situation where we have to sometimes fix things, or you have to come to be fixed. You have a problem, Jaime. Come see me because I have power over you, and I can tell you what to do. Right? This is, I think, maybe old-fashioned concept of um, again. The thing, uh, the work I do, neither good or bad, just trying to understand if it gets you closer to your goals or farther away. And when I said old fashioned, means this concept where it hasn't been updated to the new discoveries and the new understanding where I, I don't fix anyone but myself, right? Of course, some people have today more tools than others, or maybe years, I'm older than the, the guys I work with. And the people that I work with that also have mentors that they, they guide me, that tell me what to do. And the, the mentors that I chose that I feel better with and 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 then I, I listen to them and try to follow them. Neither better or worse, just they're more tuned with me, with my purpose in life, with my mission. So maybe the, the misconception is that is that I have an issue, I have to fix it. Instead of seeing that actually we have an opportunity to grow. And that's the same way I have my leg muscle, my arm muscle, my abs. I also have my mind, which is a muscle as well. And it can be trained as a muscle for mental performance. At the same time, I'm very, um, for one time, swimmer-like, very certain, not strict, but, you know, very consistent on the training and the um, intensity of training, right, when, when we train. But at the same time, if you don't bring the humor first, there's no way we can get the results that the athlete is looking for. I'm not, I don't tell the, the athlete goals. They come and say, I, I want to have these goals. I want to get better. This is a, a, a tool that I want to have, right? But as long as we, we don't put first the athlete, the person, um, a human being first, then it's really hard to get to those, to those goals. It doesn't matter if you have the hardest or the strongest coach in front of you, mental coach in front of you, then it's going to be hard because you're a human first. 
So the misconception is that is that um, you don't have to have an issue to come. You can come and say, hey, I'm, I can focus, I can sleep. Um, I used to score more. I used to be more confident, which is the most common. And I want to know why I'm not. That's great. It's not like you have a problem and you're not going to be a good uh, player anymore or used to be this or that. It, it's now when we start judging situation, that's when it gets hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and luckily, I think um, players across sports, really not only football, are becoming more aware that they need to give as much importance to their mind and as to their, let's say, physical training. Um, and that they, they actually, they both combine. And that actually is a good segue into my next question, because I was curious while preparing for this interview, um, can mental training actually play a factor in injury prevention or put another way, um, what is the degree of connection between the mind and the body? Hmm. The mind is in the body. This is one. There's not uh, this connection in that at all. We are we are one, and I think the key is to understand to gather information on how we work as a human being, and then each person has their own. I call it recipe, call it formula, call it however it's better for you. But that um, make us work. No, that's it. This is how we work. This is me. And then maybe if you don't like a cake, then you can change more sugar, less sugar, more powder, less powder. But that's that's up to you how you like the cake, right? In this case, I think it's connected. And of course, and it's not 100% control of the outside situation. So sometimes you kind of hurt by somebody uh, unintentionally uh, doing something on the, on the field, on a game that gets you hurt, you know, something that's out of our control. What it is in your control that is one of the skills for mental performance is the discipline you can have, the self-control you can have, the commitment you can have with yourself and understanding the injury prevention that all the teams have, their own physical doctors uh, or the trainers or whoever you have on the team is really important. Uh, whatever you do before and after the training, like we said on the field, is really important to, for the injury prevention. And now going to the mental side, we do tend to see more um, maybe injuries when there is something going on outside of the field um, at home or when a player maybe is frustrated because he's been on the bench for months and hasn't been playing or there's some discussion maybe with the, with the coach and the staff and there's not, there's not is to resolve um, with something that is needs to resolve and is can't put into words. So there's this a tendency to get more injury and sometimes with that we call it stress, right? That's a stress coming either for outside or we are talking to ourselves in a way where we're um, making ourselves stressed. And when that happens, it's always related again to the commitment or with the discipline that we have with, for example, sleep and eating, right? So it all tends, okay, I'm stressed, I can't sleep. I don't want to eat. I don't want to do this. I don't want to go to practice. So it's, it's a whole context that sometimes maybe will help the situation where you can hurt. The mind and body is connected. Uh, we need to be aware that everything that happens in your life is going to have an impact. We need to be really strong and really disciplined and um, sometimes educating and understanding what happens outside. Maybe trained to understand what happens outside. We can find the meaning for us to get where we want to go instead of what, what our, we don't want to achieve or get. Make sense? It does. I think um, it goes a little bit back to what we were talking about before. I mean, there are certain things you cannot control and things are going to happen. Life happens. What you can control is your, yeah, your, your effort, your mindset, your attitude. Uh, and how you respond to those circumstances, yeah. no? You, you act, your reaction, right? Not, not to react to something, but your response. We, call, we always say, it, you know, we play around uh, formulas or acronyms or things where the player can remember and it's easier so he can, he can make decisions faster. So we call E plus R equal O. Event plus response is equal to the outcome. 
if we make the event equal the outcome, then we're big things in our lives. We have nothing to do. We have nothing, uh, nothing to give in life because then we're always going to be our events, correct? But if we make the, the, the response the center of our lives, right? If we understand the basic thing where I have a goal, and we're always going to have 50-50% uh, chance of going right or left, right? With you and me in life, we are not com competing high, like elite um, sports today, but still, we are always going to have bad things happen and good things happen. It's just understanding that I know where I want to go. I know the quality of game, of life, or a week I want to have. Then I I also have an input to how we're going to respond. There are going to be things like, it's almost impossible to respond because they're hard, yes. But also we have, it's up to us to build around ourselves, a circle of people, a circle of, of, of a system where it works for us for those moments, then to have the support to keep going that direction. Yeah, the context, as you said before, is so important, no? and then the environment and, and everything, no? So, um, and I was curious um, about how you measure the effectiveness um, of a mental training program. And I understand this is going to depend in every person, uh, how they're going to define success for their own selves. But while doing some research, I found that broadly, you can categorize them in, in, in four ways, no? which is self-report measures. You can look at performance measures. You can look at physiological measures and Finally, observations. Mm -hmm. Is this correct? Or am I missing anything or am I getting something wrong? Totally. I, I agree. Um, one of the things we also train um, is the awareness, right? The, the consciousness and awareness of um, like the focus, right? Of what, what are the things that are making us better, right? What are the things that help us improve or not. Because it's really hard, Jaime, uh, to measure confidence, for example. And it's the number one reason why athletes call or go to mental coaches. It's a confidence. It's so important in our lives and in performance, right? And how, how do you tell me that you can measure um, a confidence when a player missed a penalty kick, like I told you before, and then the next, the next weekend, he scores, and the next weekend, he's on the bench, you know, and the next weekend, um, he doesn't play the way he wants to, which doesn't mean is that he's playing well or not. Something that is really hard to measure because it's based on perceptions, right? So, and, but, but again, it's the number one reason why um, athletes contact any mental training. So the measures, the measurements for certain things, the mental training are really hard. To, to prove it's really, that's why it's so important that you find your mental coach, um, that it's good for you, that it helps you, that it goes with your values. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't mean that if you go with someone else, you don't like Agus, you know, Jaime, it's because it goes with you. It's, it's nothing with um, better or worse, it just goes with you. But to, to do that, you have to, to know yourself well, well enough, you know? So going back to, to the four, uh, concept that you just shared, I think I think they are you just hit hit the spot and and that's the the only way you can actually follow and I can be a company of of the players to to measure certain certain things. So when when we do IDP programs, we try to um, to show the player how they have improved, right? And throughout throughout uh, the training and how the mental training has impacted in the performance, right? Sometimes within their, their analysis of the videos, we, we, see, we see certain things, that's how we train, we see certain things where I can give feedback, not only the analytical part, you know, that the coaches giving the technical part, but also the mental side. And then we kind of throughout the, the months compare each game and then they see, we can, they can, we can actually measure in numbers and stats how he has improved not only in the, in the football part, but in my part, which is the mental part. Mm -hmm. I think this is a good segue to um, talk about your method. Um, and you identified three pillars, mindset, um, preparation, and culture. Can you talk a little bit more about them and 
I'm curious to know how how do you adapt your approach to each individual team or athlete you work with? Right. I go with the first, the the three pillars, which are the elite mindset, like you said, preparation and and culture. Let's let's do it this way. Let's call it like swimming. So we do drills that they develop skills, and those skills, um, they're skill sets, right? They're a group of skills, and they. Uh, are called, uh, I call the pillars. You can call it strokes. You can call it whatever you want, right? Same thing with the mind, right? To get a lead mindset, which is a which is the pillar, we have skills, right? Which is commitment, which is preparation. I mean, which is the 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 commitment we're gonna have, which is focus, you know, which is self control. Those are the skills, and each skills we do have drills. For example, I just mentioned you focus. That's one skill. We have drills where we can measure the guys when we do certain games to to time to get better at focus. We have exercises that to go get better and, and focus, right? So that's how it's 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 um, prepared. The same way we train the body, we train the mind, right? It's exactly the same thing because it is a muscle, right? But does it make sense? It does. I think it does. Thank you for for that uh, answer. Of course. And then you said about adapting, right? Each program, and yes, yes, you, you do. You do because you can, uh, again, for me, it's really important where you're coming from. You know, you have totally different context and like you said, environment that is going to um, define also that program. Of course, we have a set um, planning for these epic results, but you have to adapt it because so that will apply different skills for them to to get better at what they want. But again, as long as we have clear our goal, then we adapt them based on the environment. I think in a way it's kind of like um it's like the good cooks and the top tier chefs, no? You can follow a recipe of, of certain things that are common. But it's only really adapting to each context and to each situation that, you know, you kind of like bring out the best in people. And totally. And, and coaches, you know, and, and, and teams sometimes. I do have players that um, a certain coach brought him in um, to, the, to the team. And for some reasons, after two, three matches, that coach has to go. Either he's refused to go. I mean, he he's asked to go, or he wants to. He's been asked to go to some some other club, and a new coach comes, and with a different methodology, different situation, anything. It has nothing to do with with the new the, this player I work with, but he doesn't want him to to play at all. And the other coach pro, promised him that he was going to be a starter on number nine, for example, and he's going to be there all the time. And all of a sudden, he moved his whole family all the way through, I don't know, from South America to Europe. And they don't speak the language. It's cold and the whole thing, and he's not playing, right? That's tough. That's tough. The environment is tough. The family is going to, through a hard time, and he's going through a really hard time because this is his career. So it's really important also to, to understand uh, all the the the. the the, the parts in the formula, yeah, the part in the formula, and then you have to adapt and then support. The most important thing is that he understand there's someone supporting him, there's a whole system supporting him, and that he's going to get through this by strengthening certain part of the mind, and then it's going to be fine. Wow, that's such a complex um, situation because not only is the context different for each person, and each person has a different background, but then the let's say external factors can change so quickly, which then kind of like changes everything up again. So so it's just, um, it's complex, but I guess interesting at the same time. And that makes me wonder, um, and understanding that each situation is different, are there any common mental challenges that you see athletes facing? Um, for example, would fear of failure be the biggest one? And I guess more important, how do you help them overcome those fears yeah there are many challenges again based on the perception the perception of the sport the perception of, of results and how important or how much the results will affect them and regarding fear of failure um i think it's in, in every one of us and sometimes we something happen when you're little something happening in a match 
that for you become really important to to win or to be seen, right? Because through through and and sometimes when you're feel of feel of you know in that case losing or in that case of failing, sometimes uh, it's hard to put it into words. There is a lot of misconceptions on or lack of information about what is the meaning exactly. Um, but the way you do is just go back to basics. What is your goal? What do you want? And what are you doing to get to there? Again, are you choosing the the way of thinking? Are you choosing uh, what are you watching? Are you choosing the people you're around with every day that is helping you get there or not? Because sometimes you said, hey, I don't feel good. You know, I, I don't get there. But then you gotta you got to put the efforts. Are you sleeping well? Are you as simple as being outside for 20 minutes a day, being in the sunshine, right? Of course, they are because they train outside, but sometimes they don't because it's really cold. It's like, I know it sounds um, silly, but it's in the details where you're going to make the difference. The mental training is simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. Um, and that's one of my goals, ultimate goals in my in my career, to make it easy, also simple and easy to express how simple this works, and there are tools to to understand and follow uh, through the simplicity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I was just left wondering. I mean, how easy it sounds, how difficult it is to implement, but it's good that at the end of the day, following a basic framework can take you very far. Um, yes, one thing that I said all the time, all the time, is the consistency. It's been consistent. Is do a little a lot, not a lot, a little one at one time a week. It's the consistency again. Have you been outside humming for 20 minutes? Let's go outside. <laughs> just, just do what you told yourself you're going to do. It's really important the accountability that you have in yourself. That's why we exist, actually. It's so hard because it's normal. It's so hard to, to be accountable to oneself sometimes when we are not taught that. Not like we have been lazy or this and that. So sometimes life happens. Like you said, life itself happens. Things happen. So that's why a mental coach is also, also a company and a mirror. Hey, remember you said this. Remember to get to there, you can't do what you're doing, right? It's not like I'm their mother telling you, no, you can't do that. It's just another way of you giving them tools. I call them. You have a toolbox, right? Sometimes in that, that box, you're not going to not gonna touch it on the game because you don't need it. But... Sometimes you're going to, but the, the tranquility, the calm, the confidence that you're going to have once you enter that field, knowing you have a huge box of tools that if you need them, you're going to implement them. That's amazing. That's a lot. That's the Greek, that's, that's different, right? Understanding that you put the effort, you have it all. And if you want it, we've always said, you're going to do what you need to do when you need to do it. So you bring back again, being the present right training one thing you're actually training three but i can't tell you training three because it sounds like oh my gosh i'm doing so much it's a lot of effort i'm just doing one thing go have one goal try to do it and get back and that way you train commitment consistency focus you know a lot of things process over over outcome is i think one of your personal mottos no yeah if i'm yes. not mistaken in that sense and you talk about consistency and commitment, which mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's kind of like the same word. How committed do you see athletes being to mental training when you compare with other disciplines like physical training, nutrition, or mm -hmm. even sleep? Two answers. One, only committed players do mental training because they understand how important it is. Once you start working, I mean, you need, you need commitment, you need consistency, and it's hard. I mean, I mean, maybe some guys want to be playing PlayStation or watching another football game or going somewhere for dinner, and they have to be with me, you know, for half an hour talking about the mental. And sometimes people say, you know what, I don't want to do it. And they say, no, I have something, you know, I'll talk in a couple of months. And, and, it, and it's fine because, again, you have to be useful for you, but it sometimes it, it makes me feel a little bit sad because... I see them, they can't, they can't do that extra. You know, they have so much more potential, but 
still a power where they're not committed, then, you know, and I can't, you can't force anyone to change if they don't want to change or if you don't want to work, right? But since I see it every day, again, like I told you, people have been injured now and scoring like endlessly. And, but it cannot get that like there. We are there for the commitment. Yeah. Yes. But process over outcome, we can talk hours about it. Yeah. <laughs> and well, thank you for that um, overview. I think um, the audience really got a good sense of how much you can bring to the table for players and for and for teams in general. Um, I was also curious to know from you, someone who's been in the field and have seen so much evolution, um, how do you see the field of mental training evolving uh, in the next few years? Uh, is there any trend or or something like a new technology that will emerge that will kind of like change the landscape? I think the most important couple of, of episodes that have been happening, I think since uh, the Olympics 2016, I think, that's when we always talk about it. I said 2016, it's coming to 15 and 17. Uh, it's where the athletes started to talk about mental health. What happens behind that, it was amazing because people were saying this simple word, like sentence, hey, me too, you know. That happened to me. I feel the same way. But listening to those experiences helped everybody else started talking about it. Like, you know, Argentine watched the world, last football World Cup, listening to the goalkeeper saying, hey, you know, our first game, I struggle. I had to talk to my uh, psychologist or mental coach or, or, or whoever he said. And, and I talked for a couple of times and he said it publicly for our culture, for, for the people that they had certain um, either thoughts or taboos or however you want to call it. It was great because saying, hey, you know what? These, these people, everyone, not only the people that play a World Cup, go through a tremendous amount of stress and pressure. And the mind has to be taken care of. Otherwise, that the, the sports cannot keep developing. But also in that way, I... I, I took really like good care of their quality of mind, you know, they're going to go through retirement and that's going to be tough, you know, and you have to prepare their mind to have the least pain as possible when that time happens in 20 years. So going back to that, I think it's evolving from the, the caring part where I said, okay, we are doing mental training because we need to take care of that. Sometimes they, they tell me when, when they ask me to, to work with either team or institution, we don't know how, we don't understand it, but I know it helps, which is fine. I don't understand finance, I don't, but I know it helps. I have to do that. I have to have a, somebody that, that, that manages numbers. This is the same thing. And I think it's evolving in that way, thanks to the players and athletes and, and everyone that has, has been talking to, uh, talking about, sorry. And, and I think it's, it's just by, by acknowledging it's helping a lot. We still have a work a while to go and, and, and a long way but um, I'm trying to be optimistic and, and try to believe in the people that, that they will prioritize their mind too I really like that answer because <laughs> I was expecting from you something that was disruptive or something so futuristic but at the end of the day and it goes back to what we've been discussing all along it's simple it's having players embracing more and more that this is a reality that, you know, kind of removing the stigmas um, and really just, hey, this happens and it's just another part of life, another part of an athlete's day-to-day. Mm -hmm. uh, -day. And once that becomes more accepted, mm -hmm. I think that's when we're going to see the next evolution. Totally, um, totally. Know. Yes, so, yes. So, Again, it's like understanding, right, um, that we are not built for high performance. We're mm -hmm. not. We put ourselves through situations to, to, to go through high, high performance or elite performance, and, and, and it's great because the way you develop yourself, I mean, I don't regret one minute of being an elite athlete for 20 years and getting up at 4 in the morning for um, 15 years and, you know, having such a long day for, for training, I don't, I don't regret it because 
I've learned so much and I become the person or the things I know today. However, you go through hard things. You hold through hard things that you only you know. And um, I think you can add a lot of value in the quality of the athlete. And by that, by default, you help them perform better. I do work one-on-one with football players, which is a group sport, right? So mm-hmm. if we understand the necessity, the needs of everyone, and everyone wants to be heard, everyone wants to belong, everyone wants to be a part of a group, then that's how uh, great teams, a sexual team, get there. So not always the most talented team wins, but the most intelligent, the, the team that know how to think better, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like that in all fields of life, not only in sports, you can see that in business as well. No, So it's just a matter of understanding where your strengths are, your resources, maximizing them, and really just uh, play with what you have, uh, totally. I guess. No? It's like... We you apply what you're asking the the players uh, to to apply too, right? Understanding that to get to, for example, to get to score a goal, you don't have to think on, on the goal. You have to think of the process, right? How to get to the goal, right? Otherwise, you're just talking about result, and then there's nothing in between, right? Again, event and outcome, right? And this is the same thing. It's understanding that to get there, think here, right? The person, if the person understands it's comfortable, then it's going to give you anything. They call it, they're going to go to, in, in a Spanish expression, it's called, we're going to go to work for you because I believe in you. You make me feel good. This is the, the, that's the difference between a great coach, you know, and, and, and a coach that doesn't have the result that it wants to have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Austin, I want to thank you because this has been a fantastic conversation. Um, I've had so much fun. I've learned mm. so much. I'm pretty sure the audience had fun and has learned much as well. I hope. I just have a few questions because I want to be respectful of your time. Um, and it goes, we're going to change topics a little bit and we're going to talk about leadership. Because to me, and we have a, an initiative at World Football Summit where we're trying to give um, visibility to more female leaders in football like yourself who are driving change in the sport. Um, so in terms of leadership and looking at the success you've had in your career so far, what advice would you have to other women who are aiming to develop their career in sports and become a future female leader in football themselves? I tell them there's no difference between a female or a male in a sense where Regarding opportunities, okay, that's that's what I mean. In, in that sense, I'm saying it. Um, that I understand the, the world we live in and the world we used to live in and things like that, but that you are a woman doesn't mean you're not going to make it. Um, and some people say, oh, you are there because you're a woman. It's like, don't don't listen. It's like listening to those things where they're going to get in the way. Uh, again, it's a response that you have in your life that is going to define your outcome. So it's just, you know, where you want to go, you believe in yourself. Everyone has tools that they're all valuable. That's why we're here. There's, only, there's a reason why we're here and we need to discover that, that reason and just just keep going. We, um, again, males have so much to do, so much value that they bring into the plate. I learned so much by working with, with male players all the time, but we also have values to bring into the table, even though we're not playing uh Male, male football, we bring understanding, we bring vulnerability in places where it's needed, we bring a lot of values that um, are needed the same as male. So I think to, to don't differentiate ourselves, to don't feel you, me, or um, <clears throat> we are against each other, sorry, we should see yourself as, as one more value that you're going to give. If there are some places that are going to close the door because it's going to happen and just be prepared for it, just uh, open another one. Just keep going because what you have is valuable. And the most important thing is you believe it, then you don't stop it until you get it. That's awesome advice. <laughs> Thank you for that. And I couldn't agree more. Of course. Um, I tell you because it happened to me. I prove it, you know. So it's, it's just um, maybe be, be consistent. They apply everything. Consistent. Yeah, it, it, goes, 
it, it goes back to what we were mentioning before, consistency, focus on your effort and your effort is your choice at the end of the day and just, you know, keep keep pushing. Totally. And and yeah, I was just thinking, I mean, at the end of the day, um, it's just about mindset. Um, Agustina, mm, thank you again. Are there any last words that you want to share with the audience before we close off? Um, thank you, of course. It, it is a pleasure to, you know, we always talk, Jaime, and uh, especially in this and having the opportunity to to share and to reach more people on this topic where, again, I said there is no lack of information, then you're helping having more information. This you and the World Football Summit uh, opportunity is great. And so it's, thank you in advance for everyone that could this could add value. Um, I think a word that I just mentioned before, understanding that uh, vulnerability is a value that is, is uh, not much uh, spoken or we we think is something negative or is something that uh, would not add your value in any team or organization. And if if I want to say something is to to embrace that and to start uh, being open to to people and have it as a value and you might ask why am I telling this to players, for example, to professional players, so to team or to owners of, of, of teams. Um, I tell this because I've worked with successful, very successful teams and very successful people, and um, not because of the results, but the quality of the human being. They have achieved what they have achieved, and I, I believe this 100%. Um, and those that didn't like where they were and they, they started going the way in the direction they wanted to go based on their goal. Did achieve it in big time because of um, how open to vulnerability they were as well. You know, you, you mentioned all the topics that I loved and I could talk hours and I will only add that the vulnerability part where where human beings, we have that part and to add that as a value will help everyone to, to get what we want to get, maybe quicker. That's what we want. We want to fast results. That will be one um, uh, message or something that I would like to say. And the other part is just to don't focus outside to find the answer outside. Because it's outside, is, again, things we cannot control. It's really important to understand that there will, there will things that will happen, life itself happens. But all the answers that you're trying to find, they are within you can find them with him as long as you you want to enter this this uh, journey of getting to know yourself and understanding that the mind is a space that maybe we haven't studied yet, we haven't been there yet, we haven't trained yet, but only through the mind you'll have any results you would like to have. That is an awesome message <laughs> to finish this conversation. And in fact, there's no need to thank me, Agustin. It's actually me who should be thanking you for so much knowledge that you've shared. And uh, I really look forward to welcome you a second, a third time, to because I'm really a I'm passionate about these things and how it can help every everyone. No, so thank you, thank you for that interest. Anyway, we need that a lot. Hey, Agustina, mm -hmm. where can people learn more about you, uh, about the work you do? Oh, my um, website is. Uh... Coach ADG, like my name, ADG, A as an Apple, D as a doctor, gsgeorge.com, coachadg.com. That's my website. And then uh, Instagram, Twitter, I should get be a better job in Twitter, but Instagram is where I am more active. Fantastic. Well, we'll let the audience know this is where they should check you out. Yes. Agustina, thank you so much. It's been a great Um I hope you have a great day and, and hopefully um, the audience is going to have a great day after listening to this conversation as well. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for the opportunity and whoever is listening to this, I hope is, is of uh, any health and nothing. Just take care of the, the mental health that is really important. We do. Thank you, Agustina. Thanks. And there you have her. Agustina De Giovanni sharing insights on the role of mental training in optimizing player performance.
Key takeaways for me include, first, mental training should be simple, but it's not easy. Taking it one step at a time allows quality days to turn into weeks, months, and years. Second, consistency is vital. Agustina emphasizes that the best players commit to mental training with the motto process over outcome. Drills eventually become skills which turn into valuable resources. Training the mind is as crucial as training any other muscle. Be proactive and accountable to yourself, not just when something goes wrong. Adopting straightforward frameworks is essential. Consider Agustina's BFS framework, which encompasses body language, focus, and self-talk. Lastly, her leadership advice resonates with me. First, understand that effort is a personal choice. Embrace the process over outcome mentality and know that hard work is non-negotiable for aspiring sports industry leaders. Second, realize that the answer often lies within you. We all have immense potential, but it takes diligence to unleash it. Did anything else stand out to you? If so, please connect with us on social media and let us know. Don't forget to subscribe, rate the podcast on your preferred platform, and share it with other industry colleagues. Follow us as we continue to celebrate female leadership in football with more incredible guests. That's all for this episode of the World Football Summit Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope to see you next time.